0: Who could the Washington Commanders still add to the defense ahead of training camp? We'll discuss that, and we'll take a look at how the NFC East might shake out and what Jahan Dotson needs to do to become the best Washington rookie receiver of all time. All of that right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast.
1: Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: Welcome in, Commanders fans, to the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, and we are free and available on all platforms. And we thank you for making us your first listen or your first view of the day, especially if you're joining us over on YouTube or on the WUSA 9 Plus app. Your CBS affiliate in Washington, D.C., has a new streaming app that is a game changer for local news and sports in the DMV. Just download the WUSA 9 Plus app now from your, from your Roku or Amazon Fire TV stick to check it all out. I am David Harrison covering the Commanders for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. My co-host Chris Russell is off for this episode, but you can find him as one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980. You can find he and Pete Medhurst there Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern or anytime, along with this show on the Odyssey app. When we're not there or here, we're on Twitter. You can find me at DHarrison82. Chris is at Russellmania621. And the show is at LO Commanders. Thanks again, Commanders fans, for making us first view or your first listen of the day. Could Jahan Dotson be the number one rookie receiver, the top rookie receiver ever, Don the Burgundy and Gold? If he's going to do it, he's got some stiff competition ahead of him that he's going to have to overcome. Dotson appears to be enjoying his time as a first-round pick as a rookie wide receiver for the Washington Commanders, which I know some might find a little bit surprising given all of the off-field drama kind of surrounding the team and some concerns that that might be leaking into the locker room. But Dotson has spoke very highly about Rivera, comparing him to his Penn State head coach, Coach Franklin, saying that both of those guys are very, very player-friendly type coaches. They really want to have a focus on the players' lives and what's best for them as human beings, not just football players. And specifically, you go back to when Jahan Dotson was told by Coach Rivera to miss part of the early offseason season Uh, practice schedule so he'd go to penn state university walk and graduate uh, something that he had earned and obviously deserved coach Rivera really wanted him uh, to go ahead and experience that life achievement and accomplishment and dodson also recalled in a recent uh quote that was that was put out that he really didn't feel all that nervous coming into the nfl saying quote it was kind of weird i called my best friend and said i'm not really too nervous even though it's my first day in the nfl I've been playing football for so long, so it felt like I was back on Clipper Field again, end quote. So Dotson feeling really comfortable kind of getting into a groove, feeling like he belongs in the National Football League early on. And if he can prove that he does, he could go a long way in helping quarterback Carson Wentz and newly extended star receiver Terry McLaurin, really taking this offense to another level to help the Washington Commanders do what not a lot of people think they can do, but some people are starting to come around. I think that they may be able to challenge that NFC East Division crown. Now, of course, the ceiling, right, for Jahan Dotson would be to be the best to ever do it. So, what does he need to do to be the best Washington rookie receiver to ever uh, wear the burgundy and gold? Well, two of the best first year receivers in Washington history are, of course, Gary Clark in his 1985 rookie season and star receiver Terry McLaurin in his rookie 2019 season of course we've seen some or heard some comparisons the two have spoken to to each other uh, as recently as during the process uh, leading up to McLaurin's extension and of course McLaurin playing his rookie season 2019 when he was drafted Gary Clark drafted in 1984 in the supplemental draft first season in the NFL in 1985 and in 1985 Clark had 72 receptions which is the highest rookie reception total for a wide receiver in Washington history McLaurin comes in third with 59 in his rookie season. Gary Clark also leads all rookie receivers or first-year receivers in yards uh, receiving in his first season. Back again, 1985, 926 of them. McLaurin second place with 919, so not far behind him. And then in touchdowns, the leader actually is Charlie Brown from 1982 who had eight touchdown catches. Clark is third on the franchise list among first-year receivers with his five, and McLaurin is second with seven. So for Jahan Dotson to become the best rookie receiver of all time, for Washington, he would have to come away with 73 catches, 927 yards, and nine touchdowns. Now, John Dodds coming out of Penn State. Some other good receivers have come out of the Penn State Nittany Lions program uh, over, over time. Leading all Penn State receivers in their first years in the NFL in receptions is uh, Allen Robinson with 48 of them in 2014 and he also is the leader in yards with 548 of them. In touchdowns, it's Bobby Ingram, the most successful Penn State receiver in his first year in the NFL uh, coming out of Penn State. In 1996, he had six touchdown catches. So for Jahan Dotson, not necessarily to become the best rookie receiver or first-year receiver in Washington history, but to become the best Penn State receiver uh, in his first year in the NFL, he would need 49 catches, 549 yards, seven touchdowns. That seems a little bit more... Realistic. I don't think 927 yards, 73 catches, and nine touchdowns is very realistic for for Dotson uh, in his first year, considering that Terry Cloran, obviously, is here. uh, Got a very good tight end room. Um, Curtis Samuel appears to be healthy. If he can stay healthy, then obviously that's going to eat into some work. But Jahan Dotson, 50 catches, uh, about 550 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, that's, that's doable. It's a pretty good season. And if Jahan can put together a campaign like that for the Washington Commanders, Uh, then you probably go on to say that Carson Wentz probably had a pretty good year. The offense probably put up some good points, and this team may very well challenge for an NFC East division crown. Wouldn't that be nice? Well, there are some people who are starting to think that Washington may be that lead contender for the NFC East division. We're going to talk about that coming up here next in the next segment. We're going to do so thanks to our friends over at Built Bar who introduced a new flavor of Built Puffs, a new s'mores built puff bar. And I'll tell you what, we get uh, some sample packages every once in a while before products release. We got the s'more puff bars. I gave it a try. I absolutely love it. I've got some more on the way because I ordered some more after I ate uh, my free sample. All built bars, just like this one, are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently, and it provides tons of health benefits. So you need something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about built puffs, of course, are that they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. They're a perfect treat. They are the perfect treat. They're perfect when you have a, have a craving or you need to satisfy your sweet tooth. Or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein. They're delicious, and the S'mores Puss Bar are going to be a fan favorite. So go to built.com, get your own. Use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off of that order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders Podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Which NFL stars are moving the betting lines the most? going on right now locked on gives you the 50 most valuable players in the nfl from the odds makers at bet online again happening now locked on on the locked on nfl podcast wherever you get podcasts or on youtube make sure you check that out could washington win the nfc east well obviously they could anything is possible right but is it very likely we're going to do a divisional record prediction i'm going to go team by team by team by team in the NFC East, and see what I come up with for my record prediction for each team, and see where Washington lands. But before we get to that, there are some people who are thinking Washington could win the NFC East. Specifically, Robert Turbin, former running back of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, this this division has not had a repeat division winner since the two thousand three two thousand four Philadelphia Eagles. So, very very likely, according to the history of the NFC East, that there will not be a repeat champion this year. And Robert Turbin believes that the Washington Commanders could be the team. To break that or to continue that streak rather saying, quote, the Washington Commanders are going to win the NFC East. In my opinion, first things first, they brought back Terry McLaurin, their big time receiver. They also acquired Carson Wentz. So now he's got his number one target. It'll be interesting to see how that chemistry develops. Turpin said this recently on NFL Network and also continued, quote, defensively, you get Chase Young back to add that pretty good defensive line. The defense is going to be pretty good. End quote. Would love to see the Washington defense be more than pretty good, but pretty good, we will take as well. Uh bleacher report also getting in on the prediction game. And they did a bold predictions piece. And one of their one of their bold predictions was, in fact, the Washington Commanders winning the NFC East. Writing quotes led by a strong defensive line with Chase Young, who's recovering from a torn ACL. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Montez Sweat. The commander's defensive unit can rediscover its stingy form from the 2020 campaign ranking top five in points and yards allowed again. The commanders could finish number one in, the division, in a division that has been in flux at the top for nearly two decades, end quote. So again, a lot of people leaning on this historic fact that the NFC East has not had a repeat champion in a very, very long time. So where is all of this going to land? Well, in order to get to the bottom of this equation, we have to go through and predict Where these teams will finish in their 2020 NFL seasons. So, in order to do that, we're going to do some predicting here and we're going to start with the 2022 Washington Commanders. Now, on a previous episode, Chris and I gave our uh, early, early season projections. I'm going to stick with that projection for this exercise, which means this is how I see the Washington Commanders season playing out wins to start the year against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Detroit Lions, followed up by back to back losses to the Eagles and the Cowboys wins against the Titans and the Chicago Bears losses. Then to the Packers Colts and Vikings, very streaky team here early on. And then you have five straight wins. That's right. Five straight wins. Eagles, Texans, Falcons, Giants and Giants after the bye. again, all those wins. And then you get a loss against San Francisco 49ers, a win against the Cleveland Browns and a loss against the Dallas Cowboys to wrap up the season. But if that comes true, that would give the Washington commanders a 10 and seven record, which as of right now puts them in first place because well, they're the only team that we've projected uh, the schedule for now, if we move on to the Philadelphia Eagles, we look at their schedule and if we go through a win loss projection, here's what I have for them. I've got them winning against the Detroit lions and then against uh, the Minnesota Vikings, and then you have another win against the Washington Commanders to match what I did there. Uh, win against Jacksonville, win against Arizona gives the Eagles a 5-0 start to the season. That's a pretty good start for them. They lose to the Dallas Cowboys before their bye week. Come out of the bye, losing to the Steelers, and you probably feel some anxiety building up at that point in time, even though they're 5-2. and A win against the Texans gets them back in the winning ways. Then they hit a three-game skid. They lose to Washington, lose to Indy, lose to the Green Bay Packers uh, there, but then they hit the winning ways again. Texans, or they beat the Titans, beat the Giants, beat the Bears, beat the Cowboys for a big divisional win late in the season, lose to the Rams on New Year's Day or the uh, the Saints on New Year's Day and then a win over the New York Giants to close out the season. This gives the Philadelphia Eagles an 11 and 6 record and unfortunately guys puts them above the Washington Commanders in the division. Rays Washington Commanders now second place with that 10 and 7. Record. So now we look at the Dallas Cowboys, who for some reason have an inexplicably large photo of Dak Prescott trying to eat your soul uh, on their schedule photo there. Let's fix that. There you go. So we're good there. So that is their schedule. And if we go through a win loss projection for the Dallas Cowboys I have them losing opening week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and then losing uh, in week two to the Cincinnati Bengals, two wins, follow that another loss this time coming to the Los Angeles Rams, three wins followed by four losses, Packers, Vikings, Giants, and Colts defeating the Cowboys in that stretch. Two more wins against the Texans and, unfortunately, against Washington. A loss to the Eagles uh, there towards the end of the season and then wins against the Titans and the Washington Commanders. That'll wrap up the Dallas Cowboys season, and that gives them a final standing of nine and eight, which puts them in third place behind the Washington Commanders and the Philadelphia Eagles moving on now to the New York Giants. We see their schedule there. I've got them opening the year with a surprising win over the Tennessee Titans losses to the Panthers and Cowboys a win over the Chicago Bears losing overseas to the Green Bay Packers coming back stateside to lose to the Ravens wins against the Jaguars and the Seahawks before they hit their bye week loses losses to the Texans and the Detroit Lions coming out of their bye week winning against the Cowboys losses to end Daniel Jones's tenure. Uh, as a New York Giants starting quarterback, they lose to Washington, lose to the Eagles, lose again to Washington, lose to Minnesota, lose to Indy, lose to Philly. And that gives the Giants a final 2022 record of 5-12, and 12, which puts them firmly in fourth place in the NFC East. So, uh, unfortunately, by my projections here, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, come in first place, 11-6, followed by the Washington Commanders, 10-7, the J- Dallas Cowboys in third at 9-8 and, and the Giants at five and 12. So the Eagles do actually break that streak win the division for the second year in a row. But the good news here, guys is 10 and seven last year in the NFC is a super bowl or a super bowl, a playoff spot for the Washington Commanders. So if Carson Wentz and the commanders can replicate this standing or even do better on it, uh, then they will potentially make uh, the 2022 NFL playoffs and have a chance to play in the tournament to try to win the Lombardi at the end of the season. So, not all is lost. And look, it's a one-game spread. So again, if Jahan Dodson comes through and can have the best rookie season of any wide receiver uh, or first season in, a, in the history of any wide receiver to wear burgundy and gold, then maybe that pushes them over the edge. Maybe they get one of those wins uh, against these division opponents that I marked down as a loss. And, you know, that's a that's a two-game swing if you beat uh, the Eagles twice this year. So anything is possible. The answer is yes, the Washington Commanders could absolutely win this division. Will they? Well, that's all going to depend, not on my predictions but on play and on health as well of all of these teams because one one wrong injury and uh, this whole thing can go up in smoke for any of these teams. But hopefully they've got enough depth enough enough depth to uh, withstand any injuries that they do suffer. Speaking of depth, the Washington, Washington Commanders could obviously use some more talent in the linebacker position and in some other defensive positions. Who are some names that they could be looking at to add to their depth chart before the beginning of training camp? We'll talk about that next here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Final segment here in the Locked On Commanders podcast, looking at two guys that the Washington Commanders could potentially add to their depth chart before the beginning of training camp next week. Actually, guys, right around the corner. Football is almost back. First things first, both these names coming up uh, in recent comments, not just pulled out of thin air by me, but by other people, potentially out of thin air anyway. uh, But Anthony Barr, veteran linebacker, Minnesota Viking uh, tenure, is is one of those guys. Uh, Specifically, Darren Wolfson recently during an appearance on The Scoop with Doogie uh, said, quote, Barr has been training as if he will be on someone's team in training camp. I texted you many weeks ago saying keep an eye on the Dallas Cowboys. So I know the Cowboys certainly are interested in Anthony Barr. Washington has also kicked the tires, but right now I would say keep an eye on the Dallas Cowboys, end quote. So interesting the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Commanders, apparently both interested in the services for Mr. Barr. Anthony Barr spent the first eight seasons of his career with the Minnesota Vikings uh, after being drafted in the top 10 of the 2014 NFL draft made the pro bowl every year from 2015 to 2018. Now, Since 2018, struggled with some injuries uh, that have taken him off the field, but he's still proven to be a very capable linebacker when he is healthy. In 2021, uh, had 72 tackles, played 11 games, um, and actually was on pace to set some career highs if he was able to play in all 17 games. So if they can bring him in, probably not a starter. You're not going to supplant Cole Holcomb. You're not going to take Jamin Davis completely out of the lineup. But if he can be a veteran depth piece, come in, provide some tutelage, for one, uh, some experience, but also some ability – Uh, On the back end, a great addition to the linebacker room potentially there for them. So keep an eye on Anthony Barr, not just as a pre-training camp addition, but look, if one of these guys gets injured during training camp preseason, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But if it does, they could come calling to Anthony Barr. Now, another player that was brought up recently uh, potentially to land with Washington, which is a little bit more intriguing and something that would get me very excited, I don't know about you guys, is Cincinnati Bengals safety Jesse Bates. And it might feel like a pipe dream right now, but understand this. According to CBS Sports NFL insider Josina Anderson, Bates has zero interest in playing or even reporting to training camp under the franchise tag, which is what the Bagels, Bengals offered him. They tagged him. He didn't sign the franchise tag, and according to reports, uh, they only offered him $4 million more than what the franchise tag pays him in guaranteed money if he signed a contract. Bates wants more than that. He wants more guarantees. That's what players are after. They want. They, it's not just the amount of money. It's the guarantees in the money. Uh, currently, Jesse Bates' franchise tag is worth $12.9 million. Uh, but again, he hasn't signed that. The former All Pro last year had 88 tackles and interception. He's only 25, and he's the type of safety that any team should want to sign to a long term deal. Um, so, if the trade partner, obviously, you're not trading for the franchise tag, right? You're, you're trading him to extend him and to sign him to uh, a long term deal. CBS Sports' Cody Benjamin thinks that Washington could be the target or the landing spot. Writing quote, it's as simple as this. Ron Rivera is a defensive guy, and the weakest link on his otherwise feisty defense is the secondary, specifically safety. Washington has financial flexibility going into 2022, and depending on Carson Wentz's performance at quarterback, they could save tens of millions by resetting that spot in 2023. Bates would represent a monumental upgrade over current starters Bobby McCain and Cameron Curl, giving Rivera a true center fielder. End quote. Now, I love Cam Curl. I really do. Bob McCain is, is solid at times as well. But Jesse Bates, guys, all pro caliber, pro bowl type safety. Uh, I mean, one of the best players on the Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl team. Not Super Bowl winning, but Super Bowl AFC championship winning uh, team. If you have the opportunity to go get a guy like Jesse Bates and add him to your defense in Washington, you got to do it. And you make the finances work uh, however you do it. Look, the New Orleans Saints started this last offseason $70 million in the red. They're still in the positive. And not only that, but they added – Tyra Matthew to their to their stinking team. So, I mean, trust me, salary cap manipulation is an art form, but everybody has the ability to do it. Uh, Benjamin also added the New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, Indianapolis Colts, New England Patriots, the Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles as potential landing spots for Bates. You do not want to see Bates play for the Cowboys or the Eagles. I promise you that. So let's make this happen. Let's bring him to Washington. I'm on board for it. I'm all for it. If you're not. Uh, I think you just haven't seen Jesse Bates play because he is immediately an upgrade to that defense. Although I do disagree with Benjamin from CBS. I think linebacker. is still the weakest position, but I digress either way, Anthony Barr uh, or Jesse Bates. Let's do both. Let's bring them both in and call it a day. Let's get this defense uh, on board and on track. Uh, that's, that's going to be the final thing I say here. So we appreciate you guys. That's it for this episode of the lockdown commanders podcast. Thank you again for making the lockdown commanders podcast. First, listen, or your first view of the day. Chris and I are going to be back to wrap up the week for your second. Listen, please tune into the locked on NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an off season doesn't equal a break in the action. And every once in a while, you'll even find me on that episode as a sub host when needed again, Chris and I are going to be back. If you got reactions or takes to anything we talked about, NFC East standings, record predictions, Jahan dodson gary clark uh terry mclaurin anthony barr jesse bates or another idea drop them into locked commanders at gmail.com or call in and be a part of the show by dialing 301-615-3577 for chris russell i'm david harrison if you're out and about please be safe kind to one another and thank you for joining us right here on the locked on commanders podcast